0: Right. I even. I'm glad I to hear all the noises. There's a lot, lot to be count count grateful for. <laughs> Too many to count. Yeah. I so, good morning from so my side. My name is Eugene, and I have the privilege of sharing the word this morning. Now. I'm going to be sharing about gratefulness and thankfulness, but before I do that, um, there was this awesome movie called Armageddon, all right, and what was so amazing about this movie is, in this movie, there's this big guy, I mean, this guy's got biceps the size of my thighs, I mean, and he's like a rock solid guy, and he was sort, you know, he sang that song, "Leaving on a jet plane don't know. You know, you remember that? Any case, so they obviously, they're up in space. Um, for those that don't know, I haven't seen the movie, there's a big meteor heading for Earth, and it's going to be the end of the Earth, and obviously NASA and the guys have to make a plan to avoid this meteor heating the Earth. So they send up this spacecraft with this crew, a couple of oiled, oil drillers, roughnecks, as they call them, and this, this big guy is on, I mean, like, he's got it all together, but he's He's seriously big. Any case, so they have to ricochet around the moon, land on the meteor. I mean, I know this is all absolutely possible. <laughs> and at a stage, there's this hectic, hectic crash landing. And all this big guy can say when he lands, he's, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> So, basically, that was going to be my sermon this morning. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But then, I mean, how much can one really say about being thankful and grateful? How's it, Paul? Great seeing you. Sorry for the interruption there. And I'm thinking, what is the big deal about being thankful? Why, Why are we, especially as believers, encouraged to be grateful about anything? And everything. I mean, we are like, oh, you have to be grateful. You know, it's it's by grace that you've been saved, and we've we speak about all these things. But what is the big deal about being gr- grateful? You know, and saying thank you. We teach our children, if we're inclined to teach our children about manners, to say thank you if you receive something, and uh, we encourage that, and we think it's a good thing. And some people might feel that. Uh, Having good manners is maybe a, a bit of an old-fashioned thing. But, you know, still we say, remember to say thank, thank you if you receive th- something. And, and we carry on and we carry on. Uh, you know, and also in this time where we talk a lot about people's rights. And it's my right. And I've got this sense of entitlement. Is there still a place for thankfulness? and gratefulness and gratitude in society today? I don't know. You know, or, or we might, you know, I, I, I know a few narcissists, if that's the right way to pronounce it. And the interesting thing is I've never, I've, I've had breakfast with, with a narcissist once. And, um, you know, you don't, you don't hear these people, when the waiter brings the coffee or the steak or the breakfast, you never hear them say thank you. You know, uh, which is it's quite interesting. I'm, like, thinking, like, hmm, should I be thanking the waitress? Because, I mean, it is actually a job to do this. So, you know, so we carry on and we carry on. So, so I just want us to think a bit about the word, the words, actually, grateful, thank you, you know, thankfulness, gratitude. All right, so maybe this maybe sounds a bit like a lecture, but it's not, it's not the point. But this Brings us back to the question, why do we have to be thankful? I asked my children the week, so we're driving back from school, and I asked and Ariana, you know, should we be thankful for stuff? Why do we have to be thankful? And, um, you know, what's what's the purpose behind being thankful? And, and then Ariana said, well, you know, if somebody gives you something, it's a way of showing appreciation, and you say, thank you. And I said, oh, that's, that's good. That's good. I said, no, um, you know, but what happens after a while? Let's say they've given you something you've always wanted. And then, you, you know, that thing is laying in your cupboard. You've played with it for a while, or you received your new car. And are you, are you still grateful for that thing after a while? And they're like, yeah, kind of. You know, like maybe not so thankful for this gift anymore. And, and then, then she suddenly said, but, but if it breaks or if somebody steals it, Then then suddenly you realize, oh, shucks, it's gone. I really, really enjoyed that thing. So there was a, suddenly that they were forming this value connotation to the gift they received. And then, you know, being a dad and trying to sort of guide them and press them a bit in direction, then I asked them, you know, but, and this was like a really deep question for them. I said, do you think that breathing is a gift? you know so I explained, I explained to them to think that you know, you know it's not something that you really want but you kind of really need it you know and then you kind of see in your children's eyes they're like oh my god you know my dad's asking a deep question do I really have to answer this and Mark is going to test to that when I ask deep questions you know and they, they don't tell you this but they're thinking like mom dad needs help you know, like, okay, okay. And they said, yeah, of course, of course, then, you know, if, if we need breath, it will be a gift. And I said, like, yeah, so, so if you're going to lose it, if you lose your breath, and there's not any more anymore there, what's going to happen? And then, then like, Xander flips out, and he's like, Dad, we're dead. We die. You know, it's like in the crudes. Oh, he's dead. You know, so it's that kind of moment, you know, with the children. So where am I going with all this? being mainly Afrikaans my mom's English my dad's Afrikaans but still you know often I find myself looking at English words and I'm thinking ah this is maybe not once what I wanted I once said to somebody in a car the lady is very inquisitive about everything and uh you know she she likes to know information and not in a bad way and I, and I, I said to her like yeah you're a real busybody you know And that did not go down well because I didn't really know the full meaning of the word busybody. So quickly into the Oxford Dictionary, I was like, sorry, I didn't really mean that, you know. But what I did do is I did go to the Oxford Dictionary because I was curious about the word thankfulness or thankful and grateful. Now, according to the Oxford Dictionary, being thankful means to be pleased or relieved expressing gratitude and relief. I'm going to read that again. To be thankful means to be pleased or relieved, expressing gratitude or relief. Now, to make this very practical and very simple, the best way is to describe it. You've been driving around the whole day, and you've been drinking a lot of water, and a lot of water. And sort of halfway through your driving, you can feel your eyes tearing, and every time there's a song that plays that's very sad, you just feel the pressure building up in you, and you realize you need to get to a place. Too much water. And you're looking for a filling station. And you run, and you open the door, dot, 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 you experience tremendous relief. All right? After you've had so much water, and there's a huge amount of gratitude <laughs> That happens. But grateful, on the other hand, is if, it, if you've had that same amount of water and more, and you're still looking for the petrol station or the filling station, and your guy points you to the men or the ladies' bathroom, and you run and you get there, and there's one of those locks that asks you for a two-rand coin. <laughs> and you've got two one-rand coins and you're throwing them in there, and it's like, and you're not, not sure what to do, and you can feel the goosebumps running up your neck Yeah, I can see, you know, if you're laughing, it means you've experienced this before. All right? But then at the last moment, as you turn around, you hear someone on the inside open the door, and you run in, and you're like, thank you, thank you. That is gratitude, because gratitude says, or grateful means, a feeling or showing appreciation for something done or received. That is when you've received something. Somebody's opened the door for you, for you to experience that incredible relief and gratefulness, and you are very pleased. You know, this huge smile. So that's the thing. And I, you know, so so this morning, for what and to whom do we have to be grateful for? And I've identified four things. There's many things that we can be grateful for. A lot. A lot. But it still brings us to the why and to the whom. Before I answer these questions, I remember I was one morning uh, driving down Main Road there um, in Strand, sort of between the Gants section, and I, I um, had to stop at Midas, and I had to get something very early. I think a uh, light fused in the car, so I'm like at one of the headlights. So I'm sitting outside Midas, and waiting for the doors to open and then there's this guy standing at the door i think he was one of the security guard and he's like dancing and he's singing and he's enjoying himself there and i'm like curious like why why is this guy so happy and then yeah, you know, my, my curiosity got the better of me and i went up to him and said look i'm amazed why are you dancing so much this morning and singing and he looked at me he stopped and he looked at me and he says i was able to open my eyes this morning and I'm thinking like, wow, you know, I wonder how often we do that. You know, like when we wake up, like, whew, Jesus, thank you that I can see the ceiling. You know, and I can actually open up my eyes. But there's three, four things in this church that I want to be, share with you regarding gratefulness. And i showing gratitude. One is family. Over... And over and over, we've seen the value of family. You know, and I'm speaking here more about personal family. Children, husband, wife, mom, dad, cousins, nephews, nieces. And the value of staying close to the family, you always hear it. There's always testimony about a family that stays close together. Now we know the perfect family doesn't exist. There is no such thing as the perfect family. And every family has got some sort of challenges. And I mean, I'm just looking around the room here, and I know about many people that (laughs) very quickly, but does your family have a challenge? It's like, very quickly, it will go up. And that's fine, because God is not expecting perfection from us. What we need to remember is that God created family. Right in the beginning, in Genesis, it says... Let us make man in our image. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So the concept of family is from the beginning there. And we need to continuously express our gratitude towards God for establishing family. He made us male and female. And God blesses family. And where God blesses, we need to say thank you. We continuously need to say thank you. Yes, we get irritated with each other in a family. Yes, we get frustrated. Yes, the teenagers get seriously upset with their parents because they just need to get with it. Yes, the parents run out of patience with their children because they aren't manning up or they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But God blesses family, and we should be extremely grateful for it. The second one I want to mention here is the church. Ephesians 4 and 5 is very clear on this. We, me, you, all of us here, we are the body of Christ. Christ is the head, and we are the body. Now, oh, I can ask Donnie. I actually wanted to have the mannequin here this morning, sitting on a chair, and having it looking, you know, and this, just have the, like almost like a bit of a Jeff Dunham moment, but I just couldn't do the ventriloquist. Kind of stuff. So I thought, like, it might be a bit too distracting. But as a body, each one of us has a function. Now, you might be sitting here this morning and thinking, like, yeah, but I don't really feel part of the church. I don't really feel part of a body. I'm not really fulfilling something. Don't let Satan deceive you and lie to you. We know that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And he wants you to be at a place where you don't feel you add any value. I'm just here on a Sunday sitting in the, on a seat, warming it a bit, and then it can cool down for the rest of the week. But it's not like that. God has given each and everyone a unique gift or gifts and talents and he's placed you within the body. I once shared this within our life group. If you choose to be in the body, the glutus maximus, or the glutus <laughs> Yes, no, it's not one of the Roman centurions in the Asterix books. So if you choose, and people think, like, oh, I don't want to be the bum. But without this muscle, it's going to be very difficult to come upright. So it's got an incredible function. And we forget these things. Toes, toes are there for balance, all right? So we can be grateful for the body. And I would encourage you, if you don't know what your function is or what your gifts and your talents are, it's very simple. Ask your husband or your wife, what am I good at? And let them tell you. Ask your son or your daughter. If you're a parent, ask your son or your daughter, tell me, what do you think dad's good at? Or if you're a child, ask your mother and your father. Ask your friends. Let them tell you what you're good at. And then you live that within the family. And then you will experience an incredible sensation of purpose. Let people reveal it. Obviously, we pray about it. Because God is the giver of those gifts and talents. And He's given each one of us. Hence the fact that as a body, we can function so well. As a church, we can function so well. You know, we we've seen through the, especially this last two years the value of a spiritual family. You know, and it's not it's not about yeah, on a Sunday, it's whether you're at Spar or it's whether at your renewable energy company, it's whether you're an optometrist, it's whether you're a musician, a technician, you know, a teacher, you know, where you are at. God is using you. If you are practical with your hands, God can use you within the body. So you don't have to have some sort of weird spiritual out there thing. Yes, God uses that as well. But it's a holistic approach. So each one of us has been given those gifts and talents. We've heard last time as well that if God has given you the ability to make money, fantastic. If he's given you the ability to be successful in, the, um, in a business, awesome. Awesome. Ask him how you can use that within a church environment, in the greater body. You know, and I said earlier, this church has experienced, you know, they've co- a lot of challenges that we've come together. And even like Pierce said, you know, when people draw together with this, with this corporate humility, there's unity. And when there's unity, a strength rises up. You hear about that over and over and over again. So we are grateful for you as the body because it's part of you that makes this happen and makes us effective in God's kingdom wherever we are. So firstly, it's family. Secondly, it's the church. Thirdly, leadership. (laughs) I want to read something for you in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12 and 13. It says, Now we ask you, brothers, to respect those Who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. You know, as we have seen and experienced good and strong leadership in the body, it is essential. We know good and strong leadership is essential, but it's by God's grace that it happens. It's like a mother and a father in a household. You know, if there's good leadership. The house is just in a better position. The children flourish more. There's a a sense of unity that comes together. There's a sense of belonging that happens. But leadership is extremely important. In Ephesians 4, I want to read this for us as well. Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 13, it says, It was He who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ, the body of Christ may be built up in unity until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You know, so we are grateful for leadership because the leadership have been tasked to do this, to raise us up, to equip us, to build us up so that we can be mature Christians. And as parents, for example, we can relay this and pass this on to our children. Now we know in our physical body we can't always just eat what we want to. I'm a huge fan of a pizza, and if I could eat pizza every day of my life, I probably would. But I would also be as round as a pizza. So, you know, we know we need to put in nutrients, the right vitamins, the right minerals, drink plenty of water, all this kind of stuff, so that the blood is healthy, and if the blood is healthy, the body seems to be healthy, etc., etc., etc. But if we want to be built up properly... We must be weary of what we do with our body. So we can't just sit here and receive. But the built up, the strengthening side of things also comes with a practical side of things. So God has enabled each one of us as we grow in our family, as we grow in the church, to live it out. Marla recently said, you know, we are very keen to thank God for the end result of something. You know, if we've worked hard, or we've achieved that degree, or finished the year, or, you know, finished with a project, then we say, thank you, Jesus. But often, we don't say thank you for Him in the pressure cooker situation. That hard studying, that, those hard moments when the rubber has hit the tar, and you feel like you don't have it in you anymore. But that is where the thankfulness also happens. Now, if we go back to our, our, our house, households, sometimes I'm thinking, like, also in this whole process of thanking God for our family, for the church, for leadership, what, what is the distracting factor sometimes for us not knowing always what to say thankful for? Because we could be at a prayer meeting, and then people would say, you know, let's just share our thankfulness with God, you know, and, like, people are like, um... You know, you, you find that. It, this is the reality. Something like people, um, I, I'm, thankful for, I'm thankful for being Yeah, I'm thankful that I got through the day. But in each one of our lives and in our households, there's a throne. And if on your throne, in your household, there are things like selfishness, pride, unforgiveness, worry, concerns, materialism, if you, if you look at this throne in your, in your household and that is on it, those are the kind of things that distracts you from being thankful. It takes your focus away from God. But if in your personal life and in your household, there are things like love, patience, mercy, forgiveness, gratefulness. So grateful. Gratefulness. If your focus, if that is on the throne of your life, if Jesus is on the throne of your life, it's become so easy to be grateful for so much. So much so that you can wake up in the morning and say, Thank you, Jesus, that I can see. I once had the privilege of doing quite a long swim. And, um, you know, we, the week, the Wednesday just before the swim, and I've, I've shared this testimony once before. That at the life group, I said, well, it would be really nice, as I go into the sea, to do the swim. It would be really great, you know, if there were dolphins. Uh, just kind of like as a, as a confirmation that God is with us in the swim, because it's like a seriously long swim. <laughs> that was the Wednesday. So the Saturday morning, early, we get to Pringle Bay on the beach, and we enter the water. And uh, we start swimming. I carry on, and there's a support boat next to us. And next moment, I see the guys shouting in the support boat, and they're showing us in the water. And as I'm swimming, I look to my right. I see the dolphins going. <laughs> yes, and they're swimming underneath us, and they come up on this side. And then I just knew that God is with us in this long swim, and I was so grateful. You know, so little moments. You know, when we ask God things, He is so faithful, but we must remember who is on the throne. Is it God or is it our own worries, you know, and we, how we become, we become sometimes so relaxed about simple things in life that we forget to be grateful for it. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 and 18 this time, it says, this is one of my favorite verses. It says, be joyful always. Man, that's difficult. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, I just want to, sometimes we forget, just remember that joyful is not happiness. Because happiness is an emotion and we, you know, it kind of affects us. But joy, even if the most saddest moment, in the most darkest moment, I can experience joy. Because it's a knowing of who Christ is in me and who I am in Christ. That is a knowing. That's not a feeling. So we can be joyful always. But it, and for that, we can be grateful. To pray continually, that is self explanatory. And then to give thanks in all circumstances. So even if the toughest moment, in those moments, like when Byron struggled to breathe while having COVID, to be thankful. Because he's still alive. In the moment where you've lost your job and you don't know where your next income is going to be, to be thankful. Because, yeah, it it says here, we must be thankful. In that moment where you've lost your house, in that moment where your wife and you sit together and you say, how much do you have in your bank account? Like, 10 rand. Okay, you? Okay, 38 rand. All right, let's... um, I think we can do the next three days. You can buy two sashes of milk and one bread. All right, we'll be okay. Popcorn makes, by the way, a bag of popcorn makes an excellent supper. Just, you know, if you can jump a whole bag of popcorn, it's good. And apparently popcorn is pretty healthy. Just not too much oil and salt, but it's good. So there's so much, people, that for the simple things in life that we can be grateful for. That is leadership. Trusting the leaders. Knowing that they are with us. And then last but not least, ultimately God. <laughs> you know, if I think again about this big guy in Armageddon saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. How much, if we really had to write down, are you thankful for, for God just in this year? There is so much. On Wednesday, I asked one of the boys at um, Zola, we've got a youth group there, and I asked him, I said, um, Miguel, (laughs) you know, how do you think this whole concept of thankfulness works? You know, I I had a week, obviously, to prepare for this. I've been been asking a lot of people around me how they see it. You know, and and, and this is about these six, seven teenage boys. and, And he responded. He said, you know, my question to him also was, why should we be grateful? And he said, if somebody constantly gives you something, and you are constantly thankful for what they're giving to you, they are inclined to continue giving. And I said, wow, well, that, that's, that's good. I like the answer. And then it dawned on me, and I said, but... <laughs> and then he said, oh, sorry, he said, then if, but if you constantly give somebody, and somebody doesn't show appreciation, you don't really feel you want to keep on giving to that person. You know, they, just, they don't show really that they're grateful for it. And I thought like, Eesh. so let's say God decided that we stop saying thank you for all that he's given to us. And he just one decides like, oh, well, my children aren't so grateful and more. I'm going to stop giving. I'm going to stop giving life. So in my mind, you know, but this is the way I think, you know, my mind like thinking that's, that's hectic. But then I realize, thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you that the Bible says in Lamentations 3.0. We know his mercies are new every morning, in spite of what happened yesterday. In spite of what I said, in spite of what I did, in spite of how I messed up, his mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Jesus, for this. Thankfully, we know that we are alive today because of Christ. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9 says, We know that his grace is a gift, it's not something we could buy. He gave it freely for us, for what Jesus did on the cross, for each one of us. Thankfully, we know that it's by God's God's leading that we are here today. Because it says in Proverbs 16 verse 9, man plans his ways, but God directs his steps. Thank you, Jesus, for our church, that we know that I know that the leadership of this church is seeking God constantly for guidance and leading. Thankfully, we know that Christ is the head also of this church. You can read right through from Ephesians 2, 3, 4, 5, where it talks about the body and Christ and where we are. Thankfully, we know that the fruit of the Spirit is from Him. Galatians five twenty two love joy peace mercy we don't always say thank you Jesus just for your love thank you Jesus for your peace His peace not my peace His peace which transcends all understanding God's our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus in Philippians four that is incredible. Thankfully, we know every good and perfect gift is from above. James 1, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above. And then to end off, we know that we are grateful as a church for family, for the church, for leadership, and for God. In Isaiah 40, verse 28 and 29, says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And I was thinking, the Lord is the everlasting God, so there's no time limit on God. The security that we have by knowing that God is everlasting. His battery does not run out. He does not have load shedding. All right. God is there yesterday, today, forevermore. It doesn't have to turn from an alkaline battery to a lithium battery to know that it's going to last. Like some solar systems. Net Lord. So we know that God is everlasting. What security is that for each one of us? The creator of the ends of the earth. And I'm thinking, like, all right, the ends of the earth, and I I would love to travel every year if I could. God's been around. He, he knows what's going on everywhere the whole time. The whole time. He's been around, so I can put my trust in him. He will not grow tired or weary. He doesn't say, Oh, Eugene. I'm a bit tired now. Can we chat tomorrow? <laughs> it's like, he doesn't, you know, sorry, our, our appointment time is up. I need to go see the next person now. He doesn't do that. And his understanding no one can fathom. So if God is all-knowing, I can go to him. And for that, we can be thankful. And he gives strength to the weary. I'm yet to find a person that can personally give me Strength but God can do that. I mean, I'm, I know of so many testimonies in this church where people have said, like, I don't know where the strength is going from, but I suddenly just felt like there was this extra energy and strength that came from that. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. When we are weak, He is strong. I am so thankful for God's word. It becomes alive when you think about gratefulness and thankfulness. Father, I thank you for this family. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that can hear the sound of my voice this morning. Father, every mother, every father, every husband, every wife, every boy, every girl, every child, Thank you, Father, for every nation held Thank you for this church. Thank you for your faithfulness in this church. Father, thank you for the leadership of this church. Since you have planted this church since 2004, we honor you, Father, for each and every leader that has served faithfully within this church. We thank you, Father, because you are the one that leads us and guides us. Holy Father, thank you this morning that we as a family can bring you thanksgiving. Thank you, for Jesus, for what you did on the cross for each one of us. Thank you, one that you are the one that gives us life and give it abundantly. Thank you, Father, that your mercies are new every morning and that we've got so much to be thankful for. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.